When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. People go to cemeteries for different reasons. Some go to honor their loved ones. Some go to do family research. Some, I learned today, go to learn to drive a car. And some go to talk to their loved ones. There are countries where the cemeteries serve as something like a public park, where people go in, they spend a good deal of time, might take a picnic, rest together, play. As a child, my family frequented the community cemetery in my grandfather's little town in North Carolina. We would go together. We, we didn't picnic. We might have played a little. But we would go to this, the top tourist destination in Marietta, as a way of having a kind of horizontal family tree. My mother would point to that marker and let us know who was there and how they connected to that one and, and who those descendants were and how they connected back to us. It was a learning experience for us. But it was also, of course, for her a time of remembrance, a time of being near those places that marked those she loved. She was, while we were there, of course, thinking of the ones beneath the ground. We often are. The Marys and Salome went to the tomb, they, thinking they had gone to find a loved one's body. They went to prepare Jesus' body for a proper burial on Friday, just before the Sabbath. His body had been hurriedly thrown into a tomb, left sealed behind a heavy stone. That just wouldn't do. Jesus deserved better. So the women got up early, they bought the burial spices they needed, and they went and arrived just after daybreak. On the way, they discussed a very practical concern. Who will roll away this stone for us? For it is very large, it is very heavy, it is more than we can handle alone. None of us go to a cemetery wondering who will roll away the heavy stone for us. At least not literally. But many of us go to a cemetery carrying a burden 
a heavy weight and, and wonder who might move this weight for us, who might lift this weight for us because it is too heavy, too large for us to carry by ourselves. And many times throughout our lives, it's not just in cemeteries. When we wonder who is going to help me through this time, who is going to see me through this moment, this period of my life, who is going to lift this heaviness for me because I can't do it alone. The weight is just too great. The women arrive at the tomb to find the stone had already been removed. Mark's Gospel doesn't tell us who did it or how it was done, and in that moment it didn't matter. It was gone. The women didn't even ask how. The stone, the impediment, the weight that they weren't able to handle by themselves was handled for them. Grace. We go through life carrying these heavy burdens that we realize we can't carry alone. And sometimes along the way we feel like we are in fact having to carry them by ourselves. And then at some point, and it's often almost imperceptible, maybe imperceptible, but at some point we're able to look back and say, wow, I'm coming through this. Things aren't as bad or as heavy as they once were. I'm going to make it. I'm making it. Grace. The women arrive at the tomb to find that the stone had been moved and Jesus wasn't there. He wasn't trapped behind a stone anymore. He or his angel or whoever had moved that stone had moved it. That great weight was taken away. A young man said to the women, Jesus has been raised. He is not here. Now go and tell the disciples that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. In other words, he's conquered the grave, this stone, and he's moving on to conquer more. He's not here because he's out there. Don't look for Jesus safely tucked behind some tomb. He's out moving other heavy stones for someone else for other people, for those who cannot bear that weight by themselves, who cannot move their own stones alone. What we celebrate today, of course, is Jesus' resurrection, the miracle that He is not behind that stone. But He's not satisfied that that's all we do with the miracle of the resurrection. He won't stick around at the tomb for the party. Because he's gone back to Galilee. Because the ministry there isn't finished yet. He's on a mission and he will not be satisfied until death is no more. Until mourning and crying and pain are no more. He won't be satisfied so long as there are still poor who need good news. Captives who need freedom. Blind who need sight. Don't think that because He's risen that those things don't matter to Him anymore. And don't think because He's out there moving stones that He doesn't call us to join Him in doing that. He's not here. He's there. And He wants you to join Him in moving those stones. His ministry continues. And this time it includes all of His followers. Those He has healed. 
those he is healing, everyone, you. People go to to cemeteries and they don't expect to find gravestones out of place. They do expect to find bodies where they were laid. And almost every single time in the history of this world, that expectation has been met. But don't go to a cemetery thinking you'll find Jesus in a tomb. And don't go to a museum thinking you're going to find him in some display case. And don't go to Florida looking for Jesus on a lounge chair. He's not in those places. He's out and about, moving stones, removing boulders, restoring hope and life. He's where you are when you need him. And because you need it, he's telling you to go where he is where he needs you. Sometimes these stones we get stuck behind are are too heavy for us to lift alone. In part because we spent so much of our energy focused on that one big stone. When what we find is if we'll help another with her stone. If we'll help another with his difficulty we will have trained our muscles to do a little better with our own stone. We might have the renewed energy that we've been needing to move that stone. Or we might just find that that great big stone that we thought was insurmountable wasn't quite as big as we thought in the first place. Grace. When Jesus tells us to minister with Him, for His sake, and for the sake of others. It turns out that it's also for our own sake. When we go with Him to Galilee, and anywhere there are poor, captive, blind, oppressed, suffering, struggling, mourning people stuck behind stones, we find that our heavy burdens are more manageable than we ever imagined, and that our God's presence is more obvious than we had ever hoped. Jesus is not in a cemetery. He's out changing lives. Even ours. Thanks be to God. Happy Easter.